This is Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. It has been said that Palm Sunday was the beginning of the week that has changed the world. And absolutely it did. For when Jesus entered into Jerusalem, he entered as the conquering king. And that is a prophecy of his reigning and ruling as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, which soon will take place. So celebrate and rejoice that our Lord Jesus is King. This weekend marks Palm Sunday and the commencement of Holy Week all around the world. Many churches focus on the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and yet it's often overlooked that as Jesus crested the hill with the entire city of Jerusalem coming into view, he sobbed over their spiritual condition. Today, Dr. Michael Youssef takes you to that moment of weeping. It's a message he's called, The Day the Lord Sobbed. And we think this moment brings to life a reality of today as well. Listen with me. People weep for a variety of reasons. Some people naturally weep over loss. Others weep out of self-pity. There are others still who weep when they suffer the consequences of their own sin or the sin of others that impacts them. Some spiritually sensitive people weep not only over our own sin, but also the sin of the nation. Now, to be sure, there are some people who cannot shed tears. They may weep inwardly, but they cannot weep with tears. In fact, there's a difference between weeping and tears, and not necessarily one and the same. In fact, uh, in the physical realm, there is a condition Uh, People get diagnosed with the rare disease called the Sjogren syndrome, and and those folks who have this particular disease, they they cannot produce tears. Their antibodies attack their own tear glands, and they dry up their tears. And I'm convinced that there is a spiritual condition that's very similar to that physical condition. There is a spiritual condition. In the spiritual realm, the tears, not the issue— But grieving is. Tears are not the issue, but weeping is. And the inability to grieve over sin is a modern disease for the modern church. It attacked many of professing Christians. Being filled with godly sorrow is such an alien concept to the modern-day church. Being pained over the tragedy of sin is now an unknown quality in today's church. The Bible said our Lord Jesus Christ, on the day of His coronation, He looked upon the city of Jerusalem, and He sobbed. The word sobbed is the closest you're going to get in the English because it is not the same way He quietly wept at Lazarus' tomb. He was sobbing over the city of Jerusalem. There he sobbed. And he said, had you known the times, had you understood the times, his tender compassion over the horrors of their sin is going to bring such disaster upon the city. His grief over their self-righteous pride 
caused him to sob. His sorrow over the blind religious zeal caused him to sob. His pain over their rejection of him as the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth caused him to sob. And you would think that of all days, of all days, a day when everybody was celebrating, everybody was having a good time, and oh, but they were so oblivious to what's around the corner, to what's coming. And so our Lord sobbed. He sobbed because He knew what's around the corner. He sobbed because He knew that their blindness, their spiritual blindness to the truth, what's going to produce. He knew that blindness to the truth would make them hand him over to the Romans to be crucified. He knew that their sin of rejecting him would bring about a horrific judgment, a horrific consequences. He knew that the, all sins can be forgiven by God the Father except one sin, and that is the rejection of Jesus Christ as the only way to heaven. Amen. He knew that. And so he sobs. He sobs at their spiritual blindness. He sobs over their disastrous future. I wonder... I wonder if he's not sobbing even now over churches that have rejected him as the only way to heaven, as the only way to the Father. If he's not sobbing over preachers who have ceased to believe that God's Word is the infallible, inspired Word of God, over dead religions and elevating that above righteousness, over professing Christians who know him not as the Lord of all of their life, over those who follow him only for what they can get out of him, over those who have outlawed his name out of public life, over those who use the name of Jesus as a swear word, over our nation who once honored him, now they revile him, over churches who are embarrassed about the truth of Jesus. So he sobbed. Jesus sobbed. What was the real cause for sobbing? What was his real cause for sobbing? It was over their stubborn ignorance, over their inability to discern the times of God's visitation, over their ability to discern the times in which they live, over their inability and their refusal to recognize the urgency of the time in which they live, over their inability to see the danger uh, that their attitude is leading them to. It was over their blindness regarding what was going on. Again, I wonder if we're not living in one of those times in which we too, this generation in which we live, there are too many people who are living in fool's paradise, burying their head in the sand, think everything will be all right. We are America after all, oblivious to the signs of the times. Had the people of Jerusalem understood that on that first Palm Sunday, who Jesus is, what He came to bring. Had they received Him as their only Messiah, Savior, and Lord, would they have been delivered eternally? But 
they could have been delivered physically too. They would have experienced peace in the midst of the coming disaster. They would have experienced true and lasting joy in not just this temporary celebration or getting caught in the spirit of the moment. And I believe, my beloved friends, I believe there is a word from the Word of God for every one of us today who are living in this generation at this time. Had you understood the times in which we live, had you understood how many times when you face something and opportunities that came your way and you did not take advantage of, did not know, and, and then you look and said, oh, if I only knew, if I only knew. That's what the Lord is saying. Had you known ahead of time, had you understood that He is the only one who blessed us as people? Had you understood that He is the one who gave us all of our victories? Had you understood that He is the one? We would not be heading for an economic meltdown. See, we talk about the economy. We miss the point. He's the one who made us to be a strong economy. Now we are one of the greatest debtor nations. Because we pulled away from Him. We put our faith in the blessings, took our eyes off the blesser. Beloved, let me tell you something. If there is a desperate need today, it is for God's people to discern the urgency of the time in which we live. The crowd on that first Palm Sunday, they were caught up in the spirit of the moment. <laughs> it's so easy to get caught up in the spirit of the moment. But it takes a discerning person to realize and not get caught in the spirit of the moment. They have totally failed to see the urgency of the time in which they were living. But I want to tell you something. I'm one of those people who's very, very slow in condemning them. I really am. Because it is happening today before our own eyes. Think of the millions of people today who are caught up in the spirit of the moment, who are paying no attention to the coming judgment. I'm talking about church-going folks. I'm not talking to people outside of there. I'm talking about church-going folks. There are some who go to church because it's a weekly tradition. Others go to church because it's a sort of a, a monthly fix. There are some who go for their annual checkup, Christmas and Easter. Some go to church to be entertained. Others go to church because of free motivational speech. Others go to church out of guilt. Others go to church out of, for social reasons. And they're all caught up in the spirit of the moment, like the crowd on that first Palm Sunday. Again, I often wondered, those few people who saw him sobbing, when everybody's celebrating, and he is sobbing, I wonder what went in through their mind. Oh, Lord Jesus, why? Why are you doing this? I mean, why is Jesus such a killjoy? Why doesn't he just get in the spirit of this happy hour? Why doesn't he just celebrate, you know? Why, why, why doesn't he just enjoy the party? What does he enjoy the celebration? What is there? Just go with the flow. <laughs> Why does he always have to be concerned about the future? Why doesn't he just preach a feel-good message? 
Why doesn't he just light up about eternity and sin and judgment and all that stuff? Oh, he could have had a large following. Oh, but what caused Jesus to sob was the people missed the opportunity. They missed the opportunity to be eternally saved. Opportunity that God gave them to see God in human flesh living among them. And they missed it. How many times, even individual, on an individual level, people miss the opportunity? Oh, they said, I want to be in the will of God. I, I want to be in the will of God. I, I want to obey the will of God. And then they'll see the cost of discipleship, <laughs> and they backtrack. Churches begin with zeal and vision, but soon they find it a lot easier to compromise than to stand up for the truth, and they lose everything. I think there can be no doubt in any thoughtful person's mind that we stand at a crossroads. And I'm not just talking about America. I'm talking about globally. You cannot look at the global picture without recognizing that we are standing at a crossroads. As a matter of fact, if the Lord Jesus does not come back soon, the next generation, they're going to look back at our time in which we live today, and they're going to say, that generation lived at one of those moments in the cusp of history. We live at a crossroads in every way. Will we wake up in time before it's too late? Or will we keep on being blinded and fooled and as we head to the slaughterhouse. We need always to remember that the public is always fickle. Public is always fickle. The crowd is always wrong. Many people operate their lives based on public opinions. What do people think? What do people do? How they live? And all that stuff. And they want to follow the crowd. As somebody said, if you live by the public opinion, Paul, you'll die by the public opinion, Paul. Public opinions, and the public may be with you one day, they're against you the next. They may applaud you one day, but they will dump you tomorrow. They may love you today, but they will hate you tomorrow. They may say, Hosanna, one day, and then a few days later they will say, crucify him. Public opinion will crown you one day, and then they will crucify you the next. Public opinion may praise you one day and despise you the next. And that's why the only one you should be concerned to please is the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. And so, our Lord Jesus knew all of that, and that is why He was not affected by the crowd's celebration of the moment. He allowed them to call Him king for the first time, but He was not affected by it. Instead, He sobbed in the midst of the festivities. Jesus knew that when He does not meet their false expectations of Him, they're going to turn on Him. He knew that. Jesus knew that when He did not accommodate to their selfish desires, they're going to reject Him. Jesus knew that when He did not give them what they wanted, their Hosanna is going to turn into crucify Him. Jesus knew that when He failed to fulfill their desires of the flesh, they will disown Him. And so He sobbed. He sobbed. In 1917, while the Bolshevik Revolution was raging on the streets of Moscow, 
Blood was flowing in the streets. During that same time, the annual synod of the Russian Orthodox Church was meeting, was convening. These bishops have traveled from all over Russia for the annual synod. No, they were not praying. They were not studying the Scripture. They were not looking for wisdom of how to deal with this situation. They were debating the colors of the priestly vestments. Listen to me. How many people today are debating the superficial and the superfluous, and they're missing out on the urgent? How many people today are focusing on entertainment and amusement, and they're not sensing the signs of danger that surrounds us and it's all around us? I believe there's a word from Jesus for us directly to this generation, to us this day. Had you understood the times... Had you understood the times in which you live, you would never miss a prayer meeting. Had you understood the times, you would have been urgent in leading people to Christ. Had you understood the time, you would not have wasted your time on pity jealousies. Had you understood the times, you would not have exerted all of your energy and all of your time on bitterness and anger and all that stuff. Had you understood the time, you would not have wasted your breath on the rituals and the, and the traditions. Had you understood the time, you would have majored on the majors and minored on the minors. Had you understood the times. The reason Jesus sobbed is because He knew the gravity of the situation. In His omniscience, he saw the coming judgment in his omnipotence. He recognized the catastrophe resulting from their rejection of him as the only way to the Father, as the only way to heaven, as their only expected and longed for Messiah. And sure enough, about 37 years later, see, God is patient. God is very patient. But as Paul said, don't misinterpret his patience and think that means he doesn't care. Now, his patience is his way of saying, I love you. I'm persevering with you. I'm calling you. I'm speaking to you through friends, through neighbors, through preachers, through books. I'm patient with you. And Jesus was patient with them and gave them more and more opportunities as the disciples began to grow in number, and they began to preach the gospel throughout Judea and throughout Samaria and then throughout the ends of the earth. But then, on 70, about 70 A.D., everything Jesus prophesied here took place, and not two stones were on top of each other. And we're not talking about little bitty stones. These are huge stones in Jerusalem. The Romans came and raised the city. I said, that was sorrow in my heart. Recently, we've been studying Second Thessalonians, which we saw how the Apostle Paul said at the end of history, the restraint of the Holy Spirit, His power begins to move away. Not from the believer's life. Always will be in the believers. But His power of protection that protected us as a nation, as people, His power 
of restraint of evil, his power of conviction, begin to withdraw. And when that happens, the spirit of lawlessness will come in and take its place. Beloved, there is no neutral ground. You either have the Spirit of God in you, or you have an evil spirit in you. And I pray to God not a single person here today or watching live around the world who would not say, Holy Spirit of God, come dwell in me if He's not already in you. No neutral grounds. And there are many discerning people who are watching today and seeing how surely but slowly but surely the spirit of lawlessness is on the increase in government, in schools, in homes, in churches. The spirit of lawlessness is gripping our nation. The spirit of lawlessness is gripping the world. Had you understood the time? Father, do not permit a single person to harden their heart at this gracious invitation of Jesus. For I pray this in His name. Jesus, the matchless name, the name that's above every name, who's at the name of Jesus soon, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of God the Father. Amen. Invite the Holy Spirit to indwell in you today. Pointed words from Dr. Michael Youssef on today's Leading the Way. Hey, did you know that you can connect with Dr. Youssef and Leading the Way with your mobile devices just by getting the Leading the Way app? This is a great way to watch or to listen to experience what's happening all around the world at a deeper level. So get yours today. Here's the link, ltw.org slash connect. Now, many people all around the world have connected to Jesus through the ministry of Leading the Way. And we want to share one of those stories with you because it's through your prayers and your support that these connections are possible. A man in Sudan came to know Christ and began facing persecution due to quitting Muslim prayers and attempting to share Jesus with his family. He experienced loneliness due to not having local church access, but through Leading the Way and other media ministries, he is getting taught more about living his faith, and our follow-up team is also working with him personally. Isn't that an encouraging report? God is using the media and follow-up staff from Leading the Way to encourage and grow people in their faith journey, and we encourage you to learn more about what's happening in all areas of the world and to partner with Dr. Youssef in prayer and financially. Here's how. Give us a call. We're at 866-626-4356. That's 866-626-4356. And online, we're at ltw.org. That's ltw.org. Well, as we close out today, take a quick listen to what you'll hear next time right here on Leading the Way. This fourth statement from the cross is the very core of our redemption. This is probably the most important message in this series of messages I've been preaching on the seven statements from the cross. Because it is the very core, it's the very essence of the Christian faith. To miss this, you miss everything. 
Well, that's our broadcast for today. Thanks for joining us. And do remember to make plans to join us again next time right here for another edition of Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. This Easter, experience the power of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. In his sermon, Jesus Rose from the Dead, So What?, Dr. Yusef lays out the undeniable evidence that Christ is risen indeed and how the empty tomb sets Christianity apart from the world's religions. Only Christ's empty tomb can give you purpose for life and for all of eternity. Without the empty tomb, Christianity would just be another dead religion. And make no mistake about it, All the founders of the other religions, they're all dead, 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 dead. But Jesus Christ rose from the dead. This timely message is available on DVD for your gift of any amount. Explore Dr. Youssef's teachings yourself or share it with friends and family. Contact us and request your copy today. Call, write, or visit us online at ltw.org. ltw.org. This program is provided by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef.